Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Welcome to the Feel Good Podcast with Kimberly Snyder. Our goal is to help you develop a lifestyle that promotes health, wholeness, and healing. Feeling good is about accepting who we are and living from a place of inner peace in our perfectly imperfect lives. Every week, we provide you with interviews with top experts in their field to support you in living your most beautiful, inspired, and joyful life with a focus on health, wellness, meditation, and spirituality and personal empowerment. I'm your host, Kimberly Snyder, founder of the lifestyle brand Saluna, New York Times bestselling author and nutritionist. Now let's get started. Hey beauties, welcome back for our Monday interview podcast. This is a very, very special show we have for you today because we have one of my absolute favorite people on the planet with us. My editor, Jerry, Gary Jansen, who is the executive editor at Penguin Random House, where he has edited and published books by many New York Times bestselling authors, including Pope Benedict, Pope Francis, and Deepak Chopra. And Gary is also an amazing writer and author in his own right. He has many books, including Holy Ghost, The 15-Minute Prayer Solution, and his latest book, Micro Chefs. Gary, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, okay, it's great to be on. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Gary, we have gotten so close over these years. We worked on this book. We worked on Radical Beauty. And first of all, I just want to say thank you. Uh, this book has come out of, it's one of the things that have come out of this fire I've been through in the past uh, 18 months, really losing my mom. After we found out she had sick, she was gone. She was gone in literally six weeks, and Emerson wasn't even a year old. And a lot of the book was written and edited in that very raw period afterwards. And you have always been there for me. You have always understood what this is about, what the mission of is about, what I'm about, what Saluna is about, what the new book is about. So, first of all, thank you so much, Gary. Oh, you're welcome, Kim. And just thank you for just, you know, like just staying with it all and 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 being and being such such a great and powerful and energetic spirit throughout all of that. And 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 for just allowing yourself to be open and raw and, and allow yourself to feel the emotions that you felt. That's what I love about this book is that is is that this is this is probably your most real and personal book that you've ever written. Would you agree? Oh, it's it's by far the most real, the most personal. And what happened was I felt, Gary, as, as you know, we sort of played with different ideas, like a children's nutrition book or this or right. that. And then when when my mom passed, it felt like a sword, like kind of went through and it cut through all these layers. And I feel like, as you and I have discussed many times, I had an awakening. And the reason this book is so personal, the reason it's so different is it made me look at everything completely differently. It's like when you do a handstand or you go upside down and the world looks different, mm -hmm. I realized all these things that seem so real, the things that we think we can control and depend upon, even our loved ones' lives, anything can change, anything can happen at any time. And we really have the now. And I woke up and I started looking around and saying, oh my gosh, you know, wellness and weight loss and he being healthy, quote unquote, is such a trendy thing right now, which in a way is great, but I still also see so much suffering and so much um, not feeling good, not feeling connected to our bodies, beating ourselves up, having a really difficult time looking the way we want to look and feeling the way we want to look. And I just, my mission of this book is to help people really feel good, feel connected to their bodies, find peace in our perfectly imperfect lives, and really discover our true value. So this whole, and this whole concept, Gary, of perfectionism is, you know, a, a theme of the book. And I just think in the world we live in today with Instagram and everybody's constantly comparing themselves and their lives and um, just social media in general and the fast paced media alerts that are coming in and the world we live in, we are all in a, in a way perfectionists and trying to better ourselves and up 
you know, up the way we look or what we're doing or doing enough. And I, in the writing of this book, Gary, there was a moment where I really started to realize that we can never do enough and we can never be skinny enough or pretty enough or this or that, whatever it is. So it's more about um, connecting on a deeper level. And then the outside stuff tends to flow easier and we tend to actually balance that when we connect to the perfect part of us, which is already inside of us. Absolutely. And tell me, I want you to go a little bit further with that. I mean, there's so much going on in the world right now. There's so much, there's so many pressures, especially for women in the world. The, uh, and you've answered this a little bit, but I would love for you to go a little bit further just about this particular moment. Like why this book and, and why now? Like the, uh, obviously after a lot of like soul searching, a lot of discussions that you and I had, we ended here. Tell me a little bit more about like why, yes. why this? So I'm going to tell you a story, Gary. I've already told you this story, but I want to share this very, very personal story with with all our amazing community members here. And this happened in May, and you and I were in the middle of editing the book. And this was, you know, some time after my mom had passed, and I decided to take a trip to Tulum, Mexico. And this is a part of the world where there's this underground river, and it flows, and there's this holy water, so to speak, that has been there since the time of the Mayans. So there's a very special energy there. I think it's why the hippies were attracted to go to Tulum. And Anyways, I I go there, Bubby's taking a nap. I end up going to the cenote, which is basically the mouth of an underground river. And I was just meditating in this jungle. And I had this like, like this flash, Gary. This was like, I had hit rock bottom in many ways. I was going through all this grief. I was feeling bad about the fact that my mother wouldn't help me raise Bubby. I felt very alone. I felt very sad. It was like a very rock bottom moment of my life. And I was in this meditation in the jungle and I had this overwhelming sense of love and wholeness and completeness sort of wash over me. And it was the first time I had really felt that sort of connection. And it was funny because it happened in this sort of, you know, very low, the lowest time of my life, but it was this just love that everything's going to be okay. And there's a deeper part of us that isn't about the doingness and the running around. I actually dove into the cenote, Gary, afterwards as cold water. I just felt like rebirthed in a way. And I went back, you know, to the room. I got Bubby and our auntie and we went to the pyramids and we saw some beautiful sacred geometry and walked around. And then we walked back to our room and the key was in the door. <laughs> And I thought, this is like a hut on the beach, by the way. I thought that the cleaning uh, crew was in our room and, you know, whatever. We open up the door and there's six people in the room. And they're wearing head-to-toe white outfits. And they are they have this copal that they are, um, which is basically resin. It creates a lot of smoke. They use, they've used it in holy ceremonies for, you know, thousands of years. Right. And I was just flabbergasted. I was like, what is going on here? And then, Gary, as you know, I looked on the wall and there were about a million bees room. There are a million bees. I mean, thousands and thousands of bees. And there are honeybees, so they didn't they don't sting. And so, you know, the the manager came rushing up. First of all, I was like, oh, my gosh, I had to get out of here. I don't want Bobby to get stung. I didn't realize that they didn't sting at the time. And he was like, I'm so sorry. This has never happened in the history of the hotel. We don't have any hole in the wall. There's no hive. There's no hive that we can find. We don't know why all these bees are here. And so they moved us down this beach. And so we went into this other hut and the bees followed us, Gary. And they came. I remember. <laughs> and, and then it was crazy that the person in the next hut happened to be in the office when we went to talk to them. And they were like, this is so weird. We haven't seen one bee. So I guess and then I just started to to you know look up and 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 feel about the you know the connection with the bees because I felt I knew it was so related to this sort of epiphany I had this just this love this connection for the first time with myself and you know they say like bees represent community they represent the hive they represent the warmth the truth the light the who we really are the sweetness of life the core which is love and that is why the Saluna 
you know, the, the, the part where we had the articles and the podcast, the blog part essentially is called Honeybee because of this experience. And so this book, Gary, came out of that connection with um, me actually embodying it and feeling that really in my life for the first time. And I'm definitely in process. Like I definitely dip in and out like all of us where there's moments where I still feel self-doubt and I still question myself and feel bad. We all feel you know, we all have ups and downs, but I will say that once we can reach that part of us that love the part that we exist, simply that our value is just that we exist and we're these unique souls, then we can see the imperfections. We can see that we le- we need we may want to use lose ten more pounds or we have <laughs> Right. You know, a bunch of zits today, or we want to have a boyfriend, or we want to better our job, or whatever it is. But when we are connected to that inner part, we don't take it as seriously. We don't beat ourselves up as much. There's way less suffering and angst and anxiety. And ironically, Gary, what I have found now, I've I've gotten I've dove really back into client work, and I'm working with some you know, really big, amazing people. Now I can see it in my clients. I can see it in myself. I can see it in readers. When we connect with that part of us, we tend to, when we feel good, meaning we're connected to our bodies, we tend to look good. We tend to lose weight more easily because we're letting go all around. We tend to be lighter. Our skin tends to look uh, better and we have a much easier time managing our diets and our choices and what to eat and how to get past food cravings. So it's really, really powerful. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to say, you know, when you went through that experience where you went into the cenote, <laughs> right? So you're in the cenote. Now the cenote now for everybody, it's kind of like an underground cave, right? Mm-hmm. When you say it's an underground cave. And so here you are, are experiencing this after your mother has passed. And mythologically, right, you have like you ended up descending into the womb of the earth again, only to come out and then to be reborn, as you were saying, right? And when you had this encounter with bees, like bees, right? Just get this. You know, in India, right, they are like they are the sacred insect that bridges our natural world to the underworld, right? And so you had this, yeah, so you had this kind of, I mean, throughout different, like in in Egypt, you know, like in Egyptian mythology, bees are, you know, they represent tears, right? And the tears of the sun god Ra um, that, that often like fall on the desert sands, right? So here you are having this very, very like mythological deeply archetypal like experience where you're returning to the womb after your mom has passed right and then you know and when we think of bees we always kind of think of that queen bee the queen bee who is the leader of all right and this and that's the sacred feminine right Mm. um you know in bee communities it's not the men that have any kind of power it's the queen it's the queen (laughs) that represents right and so here you are like you know when you and i first met we all talked about how you're i mean how how you and I really spoke about what your future evolution of, of your mission was, right? And it was really, really, I mean, it's all, you've always been working with women, but it was taking on a new leadership role and a new role in, in helping women, uh, you know, just to, just to embrace who they are, right? And to be, and, and to help guide them. The same way I feel like these bees, right? Help guide you, you yes. know, from this one, like this one place <laughs> that you were at <laughs> to a new place. So, well, true, I mean, Gary. I still remember you telling me that story and getting just goosebumps. And I mean, goosebumps and, 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 and tears too, because oh. it was such an amazing experience and such a gift. I feel like it was a miracle from your mom. It was a miracle. And I want to say, Gary, I, I don't, I don't, I don't try to feel, you know, or think that I'm the queen. Bee no. Necessarily, no, 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 but, no, no. But I do, no. I do feel like Gary, there's a reason it came in. I think we're all here to love each other and support Absolutely. each other. And this is, this book feels so much more, it doesn't feel like mine, quote unquote. It feels like it was just channeled through and these bees, I think it was just this waking up moment for, you know, we're all, we're all so powerful, Gary. We're all, we have so much more um, capacity to love and to create the life and the bodies that we want. And I think right. we often give away our power. We're looking for validation on the outside, or we are trying to be liked by being like other people. Mm-hmm. And 
I just feel like everything, you know, we're all here, we're all contributing in different ways. And so the bees, like you said, came in and guided me, they guided us. And after that moment, I was like, Gary, there's some stuff that the, the, my favorite page in the book is on page 73. It's called the real source of your worth. And that we talk about the being at the body of water and we talk, we don't go into the detail. We just did, but we talk about <laughs> how formative, how life-changing that experience was and is in my life. And yeah, so this book is so special, Gary, because it came from that very primal, um, just this place where I'm, I'm just looking at things so, so differently. So the, the book itself, of course, is very different. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about, because one thing that really kind of grew out of this book was, was this idea of feeling good. Right. You and yes. I have talked about um, other people have said this, so I'm, this isn't anything new to me, but uh, a number of people have said when you feel good, right, you feel God. Right. And mm. it's because you're in alignment, you're at a higher vibration. When you feel good, all of a sudden things are starting to click around you. Right. You know, like when you're not feeling good, when you're not feeling good, things seem to go wrong all the time. You're late for your bus, you spill your coffee. Oh, yeah. You get it's into all- this whole like, you get into this whole um, cycle and bad pattern that just can continuously like ruin your day. But when you feel good, when you feel free, and you're and you're living at this at this higher level, this higher state of consciousness, this higher level of experience, things like that's when I feel like you have the opportunity and the ability to manifest, you know, your dreams and and to yes. really and to really. And not in a selfish way, but in a way, again, coming back to this idea of community, like the good things that you do when you are feeling good affect people in a positive way all around you. So just tell me a little bit more about that, because this was this, this was an idea that really kind of grew out of the book and grew out of your experiences. And I know that it's become central to Saluna. So give us a little bit more, uh, give us a little bit more about that. Yes, Gary, it is a very central concept and and a big part of the book is this concept of feeling good. And feeling good doesn't mean that we are giddy and always super happy. Even the nature of Saluna, our brand, is the sun and the moon. So it's there are natural cycles of life. But like you said, Gary, use the word flow. Feeling good to me means we are connected to ourselves. We're anchored inside of us. We're connected to our inner wisdom, our inner guidance. We're not trying to, um, you know, hustle for our worth and our validation from how we look or what we do. It feels good to know who we are. It feels good to simply be connected to the core of our being. And when we feel good, like you said, Gary, there's an energy, things flow more around us. From a physical body standpoint, there are very arduous ways to lose weight. I know because I have been through pretty much every diet and I have you know, worked with so many clients that have dieted and, and it's very rigid and it's, it's, it's hard to stick to because it doesn't feel good to eat small portion sizes or to, you know, be told that you can't eat this and there's no carbs and all this blah, blah, blah. Feeling good means we are more in tune with our bodies and we can feel, wow, I can feel satiated. I can eat a lot of plant food. I can eat a lot of fiber. I feel like eating this today. This is what serves me. This is this is what doesn't. This is when I'm hungry. This is when I'm not. We're just more awake to ourselves. And that, like you say, Gary, when that um, that perfection inside of us is part of that, that inner power, that light that can be supported by practices, tools, strategies, foods, and recipes, which are all part of this book, we are so much more empowered to reach our goals and our dreams. We have a different way of showing up in the world. People pay attention to us differently. We have different conversations, different relationships different a different quality of beingness our digestion improves our skin improves everything affects everything else because everything is energy so it's a whole lifestyle way when we feel good when we focus on on that then it opens up the world to us instead of the other way which is focusing on how things look or pushing things to be a certain way um, and not and ignoring how we act on the inside. Tell me a little bit about how this all relates to things like 
you know, I do feel like, especially for women in the world, that there that there's an epidemic in terms of anxiety and stress. So tell me a little bit about the relationship between feeling good, between, mm, yes. you know, Great kind question. of like, yeah. And, and so, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the relationship between feeling good and anxiety, because it just, it, you know, you look around and, and everybody's stressed, but, but when you, when I have four sisters, right. And so if I'm talking to oh them, the, the amount of like anxiety that they feel at any given point, I mean, I'm just saying it, I mean, I get anxious too. And, you know, and you and I have talked about my anxiety, but listening to my sisters, I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not experiencing sure. that. So um, tell so, us a little bit more about that. Yes. I mean, I, I think the root, the common denominator with anxiety and insomnia and many iterations of these sorts of, you know, things in the you know, things that we feel is, is rooted in overthinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And I talk about in the book for the first time having eating disorders, um, which is we're so disconnected from our body. We are obsessed with how it looks on the outside. We don't really see ourselves anymore. We're losing that connection. And anxiety, um, like you said, uh, holding on to guilt and shame, playing things out in our head, unhealthy circular patterns, um, not being able to. Well, this is a huge epidemic of our time. And that is that is when we are completely disconnected from ourselves. We're up in our head. So right. this whole book is about breaking those patterns. So the way it works, the part one of the book is the philosophy part where we talk about shifting our mentality. There's very tangible tools like the letting go technique, how to separate feelings from thoughts, and then how the stumbling it's called the stumbling block technique, Gary, like how to break out of stories that we tell ourselves that keep us very small and limited. And of course, anecdotes and research. And then that all that all those are very tangible tools, but then they're paired with recommendations for foods and recipes, which are in part two. There's over 100 healing food recipes, which are plant based, very easy to make, very accessible. So, for instance, Gary, if we're trying to break the pattern of body shame and we're up in our head and we're beating ourselves up, seeing how fat we are and how gross this is in that bed, picking on ourselves, we want to drop into the body. We need to get out of the head. And ginger, something as simple as ginger is a really right. supportive food because it's so warming and expansive and it it opens up our metabolism and our circulation and we literally get into our bodies. And just you know, working with clients, when we start to introduce certain foods like that, which are very specific and they're done with intention, that can be very supportive. Wellness and well, it's just like whole foods, right, Gary? We're we are whole beings. So this whole wellness movement, I think, is great. But I think a lot of people are just focusing on what they eat or how they exercise. And like you said, Gary, it's everything. It's our emotional well-being, our spiritual well-being, our mental, and our physical. So we hear a lot about the gut-brain access, and we hear about how our microbiome and our guts affect our moods and our neurotransmitters and our brain. But guess what? It also goes the other way down. So as you know, Gary, we found this amazing research in the book showing how, wow, circular thought patterns and keeping ourselves feeling guilty and running through things in our head can actually, it means we're not letting go up here, which means we're not letting go in our bodies. It actually contributes to bloating and inflammation and all these right. physical manifestations show up because of things in our mind. So it's a really um, just expansive way of at things, but it can make all the difference in getting past these stumbling blocks in losing weight or having glowing skin or getting past anxiety and starting to actually feel really good again. So um, it's it's so it's so different, Gary. It's it's so much uh, broader, but it's also very tangible what to do. The um, just because I'm a, I'm a guy and 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 I love you know like inappropriate jokes like growing up i'm 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 totally like you know fascinated with the idea of constipation all the time right and you and i have talked about yeah. this you know mm. but and and for me it's really this this idea of the relationship between physical constipation and spiritual mental and emotional constipation that we have so and so many times you know and you can back me up on this i know you will that <laughs> you're in a, you're experiencing 
you're experiencing emotional blockages. You're experiencing, you know, mental blockages. You're experiencing blockages of the heart. And it resonates then with you becoming constipated in your own body. And a lot Absolutely. of times when we're able to kind of free up these these hurts, you know, these these pains that we're suffering through, then all of a sudden, right, the thing our our bodies start to flow in a way that they hadn't before. But so much of it is, you know, is, is tied into emotions, right? So much of it is tied into our our spiritual connection to the world. So that was one thing I just wanted to say. And then the other thing which I loved about, you know, the book, and I'd love for you to maybe talk just a little bit more about this, is the idea of tiny stories, right? Like a lot of times, mm. especially again, like I work in the publishing world and I have to say like 90% of the people I work with are women. So I have four sisters. I work with, you know, mm. my bosses through women. It's, it, I work with women all the time and, and listening to them and hear them tell their stories, you know, it, it, this, they can sometimes tell very, very limiting stories about who they are. And just case in point, I had a friend who is, is someone who um, loves Laura Ingalls Wilder, who wrote mm. the Little House on the Prairie books, and uh, researches her and has learned all of these things about her. And But she just thinks it's kind of like you know what she does on the weekends or when she has a few minutes. And I said, you realize that you're actually an independent scholar of, of, of her work, of Laura Ingalls Wilder's work. And she's like, you know, I never really thought about that, you know, and, mm. and, and, and this isn't kind of like a, a semantics. This isn't just like, like creating something that's not there, but she really is an independent scholar of this woman's work. And once I said that to her, she started mm. embracing it. And when she started embracing it, can I tell you people <laughs> out of nowhere started coming to her, like just all of these strange coincidences started happening with other people who are connected to to this uh, this woman's work and uh, and and foundations of reached wow. out and 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 it's just once she embraced this idea of a bigger story that it wasn't just kind of this mm. pastime but the fact that she was literally an independent scholar of the work of Laura Ingalls Wilder once she like once once she like accepted that as as a reality. All of a sudden, things just started opening up for her, and mm. she is just enjoying just in the, the, her her research and and the love of the the work in a way that she has never done before. So mm. tell us tell us a little bit about like the tiny stories that that we tell ourselves, and how do we? Uh, we want to um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that concept. Well, I think that you know this concept about stories, and then what you were talking about with the constipation being related to our emotions there the through line there is something that paramahansa yogananda this great yogi who came to the west always said which is the funny thing about this world is the things that seem real aren't necessarily real and the things that don't seem real are real right? right so what he's talking about is energy in a greater sense and quantum physics and i feel like one of the biggest limiting things that we do to ourselves is we only focus on the things that we can see so what i mean is oh it's just the food that i'm eating and it's just the number that pops up on the scale because it's visible but like we're talking about, Gary, if everything really is energy, wow, here the toolbox just blew wide open because instead of just focusing on food, there's so much else we can do to balance our stress and our emotions and our you know, our spiritual well-being, all the tools in this book and beyond really and on the meditations and and the foods are supportive of that. But it's first of all coming to the realization that we can't limit ourselves or we, we do limit ourselves if we just look at it as far as what we can see. There's so much more to, to wellness and to really being balanced. Now, as far as the stories, it's the same thing. The story you just said where she didn't change anything on the outside. She's still doing her work and she's reading and she's doing all this stuff. But what changed was her inner state. She started right. to feel her value in that regard and things in the outside world change. So I do feel as women, especially, we are made to feel um, small and that we're not doing enough. It's all the outside stuff, the doing in this and how we look, right? Which is all the surface. Can I do more? Can I balance more being a mom and having a career? Uh, do I look pretty enough? Do I have to, you know, squeeze my feet into these tiny stilettos so I look hot when I go out, even though it feels like shit? Um, you know, it's just all these stories and limited 
concepts. And there's nothing wrong with any of it. It's more about the motivation where it comes from versus when we connect and and we realize in ourselves that we are enough, that we have this tremendous value, everything does feel a lot more peaceful and things tend to play out in a much more, um, it tends to play out more the way we want anyway, whether it's, you know, having an easier time letting go of the weight, um, just having a, a better flow to our day, not feeling so stressed out, sleeping better, just having an easier time eating, feeling more satiated, having improved digestion. So it is a through line that runs through and we can pick the story. We can pick whether we focus on lack and not enoughness, or we can focus on our wholeness and that we are perfect as we are. We're actually in the perfect place at the perfect time, working on our journeys and we're growing and we're evolving. But there's this wholeness and this perfection that is actually present right now and that doesn't go away. For a lot of beauty brands, luxury means something to splurge on, an indulgence. But when I experienced the performance and innovation of Hourglass Cosmetics, it was easy to see that for them, luxury means so much more. Hourglass is vegan and cruelty-free and comes in gorgeous packaging. Their formulas are long-lasting, and once you put them on, you don't have to worry about touch-ups all day. Their Caution Mascara is 100% vegan, and when I first tried it, I was amazed at how great it worked. We all want great lashes, and this mascara really volumized my lashes, and it made my eyes stand out so much and look amazing without having to glue on falsies. The tapered brush delivers endless length, it increases volume and lift, and it helped me get to those hard-to-reach areas like the inner corner and the outer lower lash line. Discover Hourglass like I did and experience unparalleled next-generation performance by visiting hourglasscosmetics.com slash beautyinsideout and use promo code beautyinsideout to get free shipping with your purchase of a full-sized caution mascara. That's hourglasscosmetics.com slash beautyinsideout, promo code beautyinsideout. I am so excited to share with you my new book, Recipes for Your Perfectly Imperfect Life. The mission of this book is to help you discover your true value. It provides tips, tools, and over 100 healing food recipes to help you feel good and beautiful in your unique body, get on track for eating well, overcome self-doubt, and feel confident. This one is right from my heart, and I think it's the book that can perhaps impact your life the most. Don't wait another day to start feeling strong, beautiful, and balanced. Pre-order recipes for your perfectly imperfect life and receive bonus materials to get you started right away. Bonuses include a whole course on overcoming body shame and low body confidence once and for all, including 22 short tool-focused videos. Go to mysalina.com today and find all the links to pre-order your copy of recipes for your perfectly imperfect life. That's mysaluna.com. I think I've told you this story years ago. I had someone ask me at a, uh, I was on a spiritual tr- retreat and, and I obviously write books about spirituality and, and about God. And this uh, person asked me quite bluntly, how big is your God? Right? Mm. How, big, how big is your God? Is your God like a petty God, right? Who like holds grudges and punishes people? Or is your God like this vast cosmic God, right? Who, who is the source of all love and, 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 and is, you know, the, 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 the energy that creates miracles and life and universes. How big is your God, right? Mm. So it's, it really, it's a question now that I ask other people, which is, you know, how big is your heart? How big is your story? How big is, how, how big is, how big are your emotions? How big is, is your life? Right. And, and it's a question I think that, that, that resonates with that, that can resonate with a lot of people because as you were, as you say in the book, you know, sometimes 
you know, we think of ourselves as tiny. Now, I'm not saying that we should be, you know, egomaniacs or anything like that. But when you're like, but when, but when you start asking your question just about, you know, how big is your heart? How big are your emotions? How big are the things that you're doing? There are women out there who, they're moms, they're career people, mm-hmm. right? They're 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 involved with their friends. They're involved in in in, in doing all of these things, and 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 it can be really really tiring. But 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 there's so much bigness in all of that, right? And sometimes we can like totally miss mm-hmm. just how big and and just how. Uh, and just how much how much love is involved in all of that, and when we can like focus on that, when we can say, when we can ask that question, you know, how big is the love in my, how big is the love that I give in my life, and ask that question really seriously. I think again, you you can get to that point where it, it just reveals something about you that is transcendent. Well, and I would also say, Gary, the the love in our life is very much dependent upon how much we love ourselves Absolutely. because you know, the layers of the perfectionism, the perfect, the perfectionism that is inside of us, this connection with spirit, with each other, with God, you know, whatever terminology you want to use, but it is a huge, huge limiter. The fact that we all experience not enoughness, as mm-hmm. I say, that we're not enough. We have, we're not doing enough. We don't look a certain way. We're always just so focused on the very, very outer surface layer. And there is a way to drop down deeper. There is a way to start to remember who you really are. And I think we've all forgotten who we are in a sense. And, you know, different parts of our lives may happen at different times to help the collective, I think. And so I, I really feel like, you know, my mom passed for a reason. Her soul was meant to go on in this awakening. You know, I started to wake up and this book was written as, as an offering to help. And then this whole thing that happened in Mexico with the cenote that where I really woke up in the middle of editing this book, feel like it's just um, this healing on the collective le- level, which is very needed right now, where we can really sit and in the mess of our lives. And none of us have perfect lives. And it's always going to be messy. And it's always going to be crazy. And there's always going to be things that we feel like we haven't gotten to. And we haven't reached our fullest potential here and there. And we want to fix this. And we want to make this look better. But can we sit right here, right now, and love ourselves more and connect and connect with our bodies. And it is a process, Gary, because I, like I said, I dip in and out and some days I feel really good. And some days I still have doubt. And I think that's natural, but more and more it strengthens and it grows because I think when we work on it, we put focus on it, when we use these practices and these tools and it becomes part of our life, anything we put attention on does energize and grow. So I just think it's a huge part i think so much you know the beauty detox solution i talked about this concept of beauty energy and how inefficient digestion was squandering all this energy and so it's the same thing i would say here i think a huge amount of energy is repressed and suppressed and and tied up inside of us in this not enoughness this guilt for not doing enough not being enough not looking a certain way and when we open that up our energy goes through the roof there's flow. We attract more in, like I said, our bodies let go. We literally look more naturally beautiful. There's a quality to our blood and our skin and the circulation and the nutrients going around our body. Our eyes get brighter. It's something that isn't, um, it's like, it's almost unexplainable, but I've seen it time and time again. When I have worked with people, when we have applied these practices, when I work with Gary, when I work with clients, Gary, by the way, I don't just you know, make them food and tell them what to eat. We meditate together. We talk about their perspective of themselves. We talk through these techniques. We embrace the wholeness. We create practices for this sort of introspection and, you know, journaling and, and looking inside. And there's so much freedom that comes from that. There's so much power and connection and the self-love grows. As you said, Gary, the story grows, what we're capable of, gro- of grows. And it is true. Like we are the ones holding ourselves back. There isn't all this outside stuff like the world, you know, the quantum physics theory, the holographic universe, it's actually all inside of us. So we have this incredible power. And I feel like we haven't really been taught that, Gary. It's sort of like this BS where 
<laughs> you know, no one's fault, but whether it's teachers, society, media, just the ancestral sort of thinking patterns, we haven't always been taught that we have this incredible potential, but it's there. And all we have to do is awaken it. We don't have to gain it or grasp for it. We just have to connect back with who we really are. And then everything changes, including our bodies. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the, um, you go into great detail in the book, but you know, one of the things that you and I kind of ex- explored and, and discussed that went into the book was this idea of we have we live in a world where there's either or thinking, right? You're either this mm. or that, right? You're either ugly or you're beautiful, right? You're either fat or you're thin, right? But you, but you bring up something called and thinking, so A and D, right? So mm-hmm. instead of either or thinking, you you ask us to embrace and thinking. So tell us just a little bit more about like what you mean about that. I know you go into like great detail and you use it in ways that really kind of help uh, revolutionize the way that we look at the world. But if you can give us just a teaser a bit yes. about what's in the book about that. I think this is a really important distinction in the way that we think and approach everything in life. It goes back to this wholeness concept, Gary. It goes back to you know, the, the example is the, the whole foods that we put in our glowing green smoothie. We throw in, you know, the greens and the fruit, all of it, the fiber, the liquid, everything goes in together. So this concept of holism is very, very powerful. And we talk about a reductionist approach, which is very limiting and fragmented. It's when we look at food, like, oh, it's just the calories, the carbs, the protein, that's how I choose. And we often do that with ourselves, where we break ourselves down and we think, okay, I'm either on this diet, this very, very rigid, specific diet, or I'm binge eating, or I'm a mess up, or I totally go off. You know, I'm either, like you said, Gary, I'm either fat or I'm skinny. I'm either beautiful or I'm ugly. Um, you know, one mom was recently telling me she's a teenage 14-year-old daughter, and she was saying, you know, her daughter in social media, it's like, I'm either beautiful or I'm not compared to all these other people. Now, if we change the or into and, now we don't, we, we drop all the limitations because and and wholeness includes everything. So this could mean, hey, I am interested in health and wellness and I drink glowing green smoothies. And sometimes I go out for margaritas with my friends. <laughs> I right. am a great mom. I love my kids. And sometimes I let them watch a little bit more TV so I can have five minutes to myself. I am a good person and I love my family and sometimes I get impatient and I lose my temper. Right. So when we embrace this and this Gary, it doesn't mean, oh, I do something and I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, it picks away at our self-esteem and the way we feel about ourselves. It's very, very limited. The and-ness embraces the all. There's so much peace that comes from and, you know, I talk about these stories, Gary, in the book where I, you know, even the first books, I'm in this, you know, tight white dress and I had this image I wanted to project, like, look at me look at my my perfect little butt and I want it to be this certain angle and this and that and then you're like oh but you know we don't have to always protect this image we can be interested in health I can be a nutritionist and I eat a tremendous amount of chocolate a tremendous amount of coconut ice cream I eat sugar yes I do (laughs) (laughs) and then just relax you relax you go about your journey and like I said when we are rooted to this part that is deeper than that um, then we can laugh about this outside stuff and we tend to have better results but when we so-called mess up or we go in and out we don't beat ourselves up so much it just opens up the energy so much more yeah you know and again just coming back to this idea of like again just because i love spirituality so much you know the when we talk about when we talk about god in 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 its greatest sense god is someone who's there to support you right that has your back Mm -hmm. right that allow, that really can allow you to relax, right? And when you are able to relax, right? More often than not, people feel good when they relax, right? It's and true. and and just knowing that you that that you're okay, you're going to be provided for. That that you're smarter than you think you are. You're you know you're you're more 
you're more capable of doing things than most people think that they are, right? And But be, this idea of like being able to relax and being able to kind of relax into spirit, relax into God and just say, hey, you know what? It's, it's hey, our friend Gabriel Bernstein, right? The universe has your back, mm-hmm. you know? And and living from this place where you know it there there's a lot of where where and is primary where it's not you know there's not just light or darkness there's light and darkness right there's happiness and sadness and it's all That's part it. of it's all That's part right. of and and when, and when we can just embrace that I, I really do think it leads you it, it allows you to relax about life a little bit and when you're able to relax again coming back down to digestion what happens and you have this natural flow of digestion that goes through you. But when you're all like knotted up, right, then all of a sudden everything gets blocked and you create blockages. But this idea of relaxation. And, I don't and it's also la- true. It's also true, Gary, from a, from a weight standpoint, I would say if we are really rigid, I've seen this time and time again, if we're you know, staring at the scale all the time and we are trying to control the calories and the portion size is just such a minute amount, we really, uh, you're, we have a very hard time energetically with that. That's not a flowing way of eating and living right. and being. And there is an easier way to lose weight. There is an easier way to, to feel good in our bodies. Absolutely. So the uh, tell me just a little bit about, all right, so you and I have talked about this quite a bit. You are one of the most generous authors mm-hmm. out there. You are constantly giving us information. You're constantly doing research and you're sharing that research with everybody. And I mean, the you constantly give us new recipes and new ideas. You are just, what I, I love so much about the work that you do is that you're very, very free and generous about the information that you <laughs> share with everybody. But tell us a little bit more about What's in the book that that you haven't like? Just like headlines, like what, what's in the book that's that 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 we haven't seen, right? Well, in in, in, in your like, vlogs and and and, and other yeah. things that you do. I think that the vlogs and and the you know the, the podcast as we have here, and of course the articles are meant to keep the support ongoing and the inspiration going. But I think when you read a book, you dive very deeply into a you immerse into um, a paradigm shift. A book can really change your life. Um, you know, the letting go book for me has really changed my life and um, be here now by Ram Dust. There's certain books we can all remember like that changed my life. And I know a lot of readers, I, beloved readers, I meet at book signings, they'll say, oh, wow, you know, the beauty detox solution really changed my life. Um, there's some Thing about a book where you're getting not just a snippet of a thought here and there and something that's, you know, maybe sparking your energy, your attention for a moment, you're able to go in and real change can happen. So this book has a very special vibration and you're getting this whole philosophy immersing in this whole way of embodied beingness that will, it is designed, it is intended to help you feel good and to shift perspectives and to give you tools and the research and really to nurture your mind and your emotions and your spirit. And then at the same time, this book also has a collection of very specific hundred food recipes and foods that you can go in and do things with. So of course we have a recipe here and we put them out every week, but when you have a collection that's curated and designed to help you feel good and yes, look good and yes, lose, you know, lose weight and have great skin, but feel good. It's a complete thought and it's a, it's very powerful. And honestly, Gary, when we think about, you know, what I charge for consultations and all these courses out there, I mean, the book is, I think, you know, Barnes and Noble and Amazon, it's under $15. I mean, you think about the value that you get for right. um, something packaged like that. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. I have to say from the heart. Yeah, one of the things I really, really loved, and and you came up with you came up with this was the idea of like the title, right? Recipes for your perfectly imperfect life, and so obviously you get the one hundred plus recipes that are inside the book, but the. Uh, but what I love so much too was the life recipes, right? And and you know, life is really. I always say that life is like a stew, right? I mean, mm-hmm. It's like you're you're adding a little bit of this. There is some sadness, there's some disappointment, there's this mm-hmm. jubilation, there's this there's relationships, there's loneliness, there's there's just solitude, and all of this stuff like mixes together into the stew of our life, right? And you have to let it like settle, and have to let it like sit in order for a stew to really, really like uh, congeal and come together um, and all of those elements coming together. 
And so life really is a lot of times like a recipe. And and what I love so much is are the the, the life recipes that you mm-hmm, offer everybody. Mm-hmm. And the uh, so tell us just a little bit. You're so good at these things, but tell us a little bit more about <laughs> like what what do you love about being a teacher? Because you know what you are. You're a teacher to me, and you've been a great teacher to me. And I think people who read your book. You know, you give so many practical ideas about how to, uh, you know, em- embrace the feast of life. And and tell me a little bit about, like, uh, your, your idea of, like, what the perfect teacher is. Well, I, I think the perfect teacher is the perfect student. And I think that I'm learning as I'm teaching. And that is true. You can see that with all you know, everything I've ever done, I'm, I'm learning it myself. Like I'm very much on the journey too. I don't pretend to say I, I figured it all out or I eat perfectly or I'm perfectly peaceful all the time. But I think that it's, it's relatable and I, it's accessible because I'm, I'm just going along and, and really sharing things that have worked for me, whether it's the morning rituals or this, this way of identifying limiting stories that we tell ourselves. I didn't even know what a story was a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know, we talk about this very much in the book um, and how that really plays out in our bodies and digestion and how we feel. So again, I, I feel, thank you, Gary, for that. I know, I, you know, I, teaching yes but also very much a student and you know i learn every day i learn from bubby i learn from my two and a half year old <laughs> i learn from you gary i learn from everybody i learn from all the readers and every all the amazing people in our community so i think that we're all teachers and we're all students and we're all here to share um, and that's very much my perspective of i love it i love it that's great thank you gary so much for coming on um i know you you like to ask me little questions do you want to maybe yeah you want to do that we'll we'll, we'll end (laughs) up with like 10 questions because the uh because maybe maybe people don't know these about that know these things about you so okay so 10 questions what's your favorite color gold which is the color of saluna it's the color of the sun i feel like it's really um vibrant it's about the goldness of life so I really do love yellow gold. Beautiful. Yeah. And now this is going to be difficult for you, but favorite food. But I might know this actually. But go ahead. I mean, there's there's many many foods that I love. It's very hard to say. Um, I love chocolate. I love kale. <laughs> I uh, I love glowing green smoothies. I love coconuts a lot because I love coconut ice cream and I love <laughs> coconut yogurt. Um, I love avocados. So there's many foods, Gary, but um, I guess like my my healthy quote favorite food would be kale. I actually honestly love the taste and my, which is also still healthy, right? In our and philosophy, but my my favorite treat is really um, dark salted almond chocolate bars. I love salty chocolate. And nice. so- Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I will-, I will- I will literally take like a salt shaker and and put it on <laughs> put it on yeah, a piece of chocolate so before I take a bite. So good. The uh, okay, favorite movie. Sound of Music. I, oh, I love the Sound of Music. Watched it a million times. It reminds me of my childhood. I love the whole bit about the mountains and the freedom and singing up there. So it still holds up. It's still my favorite. Oh, that is such a good movie. You know, you're gonna have to take the. Uh, uh, the Sound of Music tour. I actually took the Sound of Music tour when I was in Austria, oh, cool. and when I was staying in Salzburg, when I backpacked through Europe years and years ago, and it was the most fun. It, it was just we were all singing all the songs as we were going through this bus tour around the uh, the mountains. It was beautiful. Oh, but so you, awesome. make sure you get to Salzburg and do that. Uh, your favorite vacation spot? Mm, this is another. Um, Thing. I, I like to go to different places, but I will say that my favorite continents are Asia and Africa. Right. So, you know, I was just in Bali and I loved it. I hadn't been there in a while. I love Thailand. I love Rwanda and I love the Serengeti. So I would just say more anywhere in Asia and Africa is definitely my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. The uh, and okay. So obviously you, you take one thing that's great. It was so amazing about you. you, You're a very glamorous person. You can be a very, very glamorous person. And so you take some very, very glamorous photos, right? So, but what's your favorite type of clothes you like to wear when you're home? 
I mean, ninety percent of the time, as I am wearing right now, I'm wearing yoga pants or sweatpants and a t-shirt or a tank top, which I find more comfy, and a sweatshirt or my what I call my shaman sweater. Is, <laughs> right. it's, I think it's, I've seen the shaman sweater. You have seen the shaman sweater. It's like my new <laughs> headshot that's on the front of the sweater. <laughs> that's right. It it feels you know um, it feels shamanic. It feels very tribal. It's got like these. Um, I think it's, I think I got it in Mexico, but it's got these symbols on it. I wear that like every day I work from <laughs> home and I do these beach walks in the morning. And honestly, if I don't have a meeting, if I'm not out meeting a client or going to the four seasons or something, sometimes I wear this, this stuff the whole day. So what you're <laughs> seeing my going out clothes, I mean, I, when I, so the flip side is when I go out, I very much do like to feel the divine feminine. I'm a huge dress person. I have a million dresses. I also have skirts. Um, I wear pants too, but usually for public appearances, you'll always find me in a dress or a skirt. And I really like to feel that feminine essence too. So it's either sweatpants or it's a dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, well, the next question. I think you almost answered, but maybe you can expand on a little bit. So your favorite type of clothes you like to wear when you go out? Yes. Like, what's your favorite? Skirts. Dresses and skirts. Okay. And, uh, and okay, here's a good one for you. What's your favorite way to serve others? I think that being really present with people, um, I think listening and just really being with someone and seeing them is the best way to serve. I think, you know, a lot of times we don't really see each other. We see what we're doing or we see um, what someone can do for you or how someone looks. But when you can really see through to someone's soul and their real true beauty, I think that's it helps them wake up to who they are, and that to me that's real service. Yeah, and and I've seen you in action, and one of the great, <laughs> one, of the, one of many like great things about uh, about the way that you relate to people is that you are an amazing listener. I mean, you oh, really yeah. listen, you know, they and I think that's one of the, and that's one of the best things that we could do to serve others is to really as you were saying, to be present and to just listen to others. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's cool. Okay. And now you have to choose between one one or the other here, right? So, and I know Saluna is the combination of both, but if you had to pick one moon or sun, what are you picking? Well, Gary, it is the whole, <laughs> I don't think you can have the moon without the sun and the beginnings come out of dark darkness. It comes, you know, the seed germinates in the darkness. And like I said, this book, Sun, this you know the the light of this book came out of the dark period of my life, the dark night of the soul. So I will say I like in between times. So I very much I love the the sunrise. I'm usually down on the beach when the sun comes up, so it's the transition and sunset. Um, so I guess the the trick way to answer your question is I like the in between the sun and the moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a very politically correct answer. <laughs> the, uh, you know, one of the uh, you know I went to cinematography school like years and years ago, and one of the things that I I still remember and still love, and the thing that one of the greatest things they ever taught me was like in the morning, light is very blue, right? So even when the sun's rising, if you look around. Uh, things have a very like a blue uh, color to them. They, there's there's quite a bit of blue in the morning, but it gets very orangey and very yellow at the end. And it's just the way that the way the sun moves through the earth, or mm -hmm. moves through the atmosphere. And and I love being able to kind of like see those. So I'm I'm with you. I like those those transitional places mm -hmm. where where mm -hmm. things are rising and falling. Uh, okay. And so we got a couple more questions. All right, beach or mountains? Mm -hmm. I love the water. I'm there every day, but I very much do love the mountains and the forest, I would say. Excellent. And then, uh, and I think we might have answered this already, but morning or night? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely more of a morning person. Yeah, you're definitely Sunrise, person, right? yes. <laughs> all right. And then the bonus question, like, who is your favorite editor of all time? Oh, Gary. Come on. Not, not just my editor, but <laughs> a like soul family, you know, how connected we are. And I love you so much. I'm so you're the greatest. I'm so grateful we got to do this podcast because everyone is sort of in on the sorts of conversations we have all the time. You and I, Gary, we talk all the time while I'm doing a beach walk. <laughs> uh, Gary, I had an idea that this happened and then you'll share about your stuff and 
it's just so amazing to be able to collaborate and work with someone that you feel so connected to in your soul. So thank you, Gary, for everything. I love you so much. I love you too. Grateful for this book, which is as yours, my yours, as it is quote mine, as it is for everybody. It's so much bigger than us. Um, and it's available now, today, this week. So it's really <laughs> exciting. And thank you, Gary. You are the best. Uh, you're the greatest. And I just uh, love spending time with you. And, and thank you so for much. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I love talking about the book and just getting to talk to you. And, and, for, and to help, you know, share who you are with other people. And they, they know you, but I, I hope they got to know you even more today. That was amazing, Gary. Thank you so much. And we will link to also, Gary, about your amazing new book, Micro Shifts, which is also out now. Is it out now? Is it, it is out now, yes. Oh, amazing. And your writing, Gary, is amazing. And that is part of why I think you're such a great editor because, you know, the student, the teacher, like you're teaching and you're doing it at the same time. So I think there's a beautiful synergy there too. And 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 just as a final note for me, that I learned, as you were saying about the teacher and the student, I learned so much from working with you just, it, just every oh. day. It was just, it was, it was a revelation. <laughs> so I'm very thankful for it and very, I just feel very grateful to to have had this experience with you and to continue this experience. Yes, and yes. continue always. That's right. always New be. things in the, in the horizon. <laughs> so much love, Gary. And you guys are, are witnessing this love fest here and I hope you can feel it. We love you too in the community and we send you so much love. And Gary, I will talk to you very soon. <laughs> All right, take care. Bye. Thank Bye you. Bye-bye.